And this is different than anything, any clinic around. Workouts that are tailored for her, and that really makes a difference. Really personal. I've gotten way more mobile, stronger, flexible. So everything just improves me to the next level. Welcome to the On Cue Performance Therapy Podcast, where we push sports performance and physical therapy to its apex. We change the game by bringing together the brightest minds in the field to offer best practices and question how things are done today. I'm your host, Mike Quintins, physical therapist and expert in sports orthopedics. I'm living my dream and open a clinic that unites all elements of sports medicine under one roof to drive recovery and performance outcomes. What's up, guys? Welcome to the On Cue Performance Therapy Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Quintins. First, I have to ask you guys one small favor. Uh, you guys know I appreciate you, and uh, I would love uh, the appreciation in return. Uh, it would mean the absolute world to me if you guys could leave a review. And it doesn't have to be anything long-winded, just a sentence, maybe two, and uh, share your thoughts, please. See how in the show notes below. And today, I'm joined by Jordan Quinones, the head of sports performance at the Physical Therapy Wellness Institute in Newtown Square, where he oversees the sports performance and personal training division of the practice. Jordan played football in high school and went on to play at Trinity College, where he majored and then began a career in computer science. His true passion then led him to his current career in sports performance training, where he now utilizes his skill set to work with his clients in a unique setting where physical therapy meets sports performance. What's up, Jordan? How you doing, Mike? Doing great, man. Thanks for coming on. This is, uh, this is pretty neat. Uh, as a lot of you know, Jordan and I work together, uh, and uh, it's, it's been awesome. It's been a fun ride. Yes, it has. So thanks again for joining us. Let's, uh, let's dive into this, man. I feel like we've talked about this uh, for a while now. Mm-hmm. It, it, let's go back a little bit. I mean, we met at a Starbucks. Yes. Uh, that, that one day, a long that, time that ago. fateful afternoon, yep. Yep. <laughs> so the twinkle in your eye mm-hmm. and uh, we, we dreamed this up. We, we kind of put it together and I got pictures of us standing in this empty place. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it's here it is. And, and it now it's here. Yeah. We, we spoke about doing a podcast. So yeah. uh, this is neat. dude. So it, it, it really is. Um, thanks again for, for having me on. Um, but yeah, to kind of see it, you know, from where it started to where it is now and, and the work we put in and the people we've helped along the way is it's really amazing. So thanks again. Yeah, no, thank you, man. And I, this is about you. So uh, tell me about your journey, man. So I, I dove into that a little bit here very briefly. Um, football player. Mm-hmm. Computer Let's just say athlete. You know, athlete, I mean, uh, athlete. Don't, don't put me in a, a bucket. <laughs> you know I mean? All right, I got athlete. Uh, computer science. Yep, yep, for sure. Uh, and uh, definitely an intellect. Went after what you love. Uh, CrossFit a little bit there, mm-hmm. and uh, and we ended up here. So, f- so fill me in. T- tell me about that journey. Yeah. So, you know, obviously, you know, played um, all the all the major sports. Kind of growing up, I was I played you know baseball, football, ran track. I wrestled for a while. Um, I just, just loved athletics. I love sport. Love you know playing basically. Um, as I grew grew and, and got more into the to sport, I I, I was, got recruited to Trinity College. However, when I got to Trinity College, great, 
you know, great experience. However, in liberal arts school, you're limited, limited as far as what you can kind of choose um, for, for a career um, or major from there. So I ended up in computer science, which I still have a passion for that to this day. Um, I still use those skills here and there when needed. Um, so out of, out of college, um, I, I found a software engineering job at a company in Horsham, you know, where I worked for, for three or four years. Um, but I always kind of had that desire to, to train myself and others. You know, I was getting requests at the time from my friends who knew that I was still kind of like into working out. At this point, they're kind of starting to get out of shape a little bit. So I was like, all right, I'm kind of working with them, helping them out. Like, I wonder if I could make this um, a full-time thing. Um, so at that point, I had very little kind of like knowledge of, the, of a traditional strength conditioning uh, background, just as far as like what I picked up along the way and what I got from my strength coaches in, in football. Um, I had a short stint as a, you know, intern for strength conditioning at my college, um, you know, which I loved, obviously. But again, there was nothing to really follow on that path, right? There's nothing to really continue it. It was just kind of like a for fun kind of thing. Um, so afterwards, you know, in my career, eventually I, I heard of an opportunity through my roommate at the time. I lived in Maniunk. Um, so I was still in my, you know, early 20s at this time, kind of just finding my way in the world, right? So like many of us have. Right, of course. So he um, tells me about someone that, that he knows opening up a, a CrossFit gym. So my sister at the time was very into this. My best friend at the time was very into CrossFit at the time. It was very, it was like 2000, um, I guess, 11 or something like that. It was, it was, it was very much when CrossFit's like very hot, right? Um, so I was like, oh, this looks awesome. It was very fun. You know, it's exciting. Big group of people, right? So I met the, the owner at the time, got my level one certification for that, started coaching classes, Right. So basically, um, I, I left my software engineer career, which is like a well-paying job to be a part-time coach. Um, you know, I was getting up at five, six a.m. to go coach these these classes. So for me, it was a very, very big risk. Um, but immediately, I almost knew that that was the right choice because I just I was just happy going to work every day as opposed to miserable. So that was a, that was a nice change. You're a calculated guy. Let's right. be honest. Right. So for you to leave. You know, a uh, nine to five, mm-hmm. you know, dress shoes, yep. Yep. benefits, which I know you love, this, love the yeah. dress shoes. Yeah. I was going, listen, I was going to AstraZeneca. I was going like to these pharmaceutical companies, you know, like installing software. It was, I was a different person. It was insane. You should see me back. <laughs> I, I got, I got to get pictures. You have to get pictures. Your first day at work. It was something, man. So, so, something. so, I mean, that's a risk, man. That's a big time risk. So not that we didn't take a risk in putting this together, sure. but to do that, like what drove you? So I think, I think what drove me was was not feeling fulfilled day to day. And I think what really um, drove me then and drives me now still is the desire to help people um, to make them better and to make them to see the best version of themselves. You know, that's something I try to do for myself as well. Um, and being able to kind of like facilitate their growth, um, not only as an athlete, but as a person day to day. And I think, you know, the strength conditioning world, the PT world, is really fulfilling when it comes to that. You really can see the benefit you you're doing or you're, you're having on someone's life. You know, this it's not just their athletic career. You know, it can really change their lives. Truly, I would say that's something very special about Jordan. My two cents on this is that Jordan interacts differently than I've seen any other strength coach when it comes to his uh, how much he cares for the clients and I, that's special. Uh, I'm not sure if I told you that before, but that's pretty Thank cool. You. Appreciate that. Uh, of course, man. Um, so, all right. How did you know you could actually do it? Like, right. So like, all right, I love the workout. My friend, you know, I train my friends, 
And and now, like, hi, Jordan, you're in charge. <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't know, I guess, was the answer. Uh, I kind of was hoping at the at that point that it was the right move. But uh, it was almost like a fake it till you make it kind of thing. Like, I just, I was like, all right, I'm going to keep leaving myself in here because I really have no other choice at this point. You know, I'm not going back to that the nine to five grind, so to speak. Um, and, you know, I really think I have something here. So um, I, I, I guess I kind of knew that it was the right choice when I started, people kind of started like thanking me, you know, for like even getting like a PR on, the, on a back squad, like stuff like that, like little things like I was like, all right, that felt really good, you know, to help someone get to that point. Not that I'm the only reason, but I at least, you know, told them what to do that day, something like that, you know, like, so um, that kind of really stuck with me, that feeling. And then I was like, all right, how do I get better at this? How do I learn more? How do I connect with more people? So that was kind of got the ball rolling and then, you know, eventually led to this point. Sure. So, so let's get, let's fast forward to that a little bit. Um, so you're kind of at a CrossFit gym is how I would describe it. Yep. Oh, and, sure. uh, you know, we have this meeting and we talk about how our, you know, kind of our dreams may align right. or could align, um, in, in terms of our vision. So tell, tell me about that. Tell me about that, what that risk was like for you and, and what kind of, uh, it drove you, to, to doing what you're doing right now. Not so much that drove you away, but drove sure. you towards. Yeah, and I wouldn't even say away. It's it's it was just it was just another path another part of the same path, you know. So um CrossFit, you know, kind of taught me a lot about movement. I got to work with a lot of people. Um I got to you know again, again connect with different different people. They're still friends to this day. Um, you know, and Basically, you know, learning how to work with different populations is immensely beneficial, you know, from old to young, athlete to non-athlete, that kind of thing. Um, but as far as what really kind of drove the change, I guess, in direction would be meeting like an athlete, right? So one kind of athlete, um, same one that kind of connected us, right? So once you kind of worked with one of those kids, you really enjoy the experience of someone that you've been in that situation as an athlete yourself. As far as like, man, when I was this age, I had no guidance, right? I was back in the day, I was looking at, you know, bodybuilding magazines still like doing like four by 10 of everything that I saw, um, which absolutely had maybe a little bit, but not a ton of benefit athletically. Sure. Yeah. So I may have looked athletic. I really was not, you know what I mean? So, um, and also the kind of just guidance to have that confidence, uh, you know, for yourself when you're on the field, when you are performing. So being able to kind of work with athlete at that, at that time, you know, at that point in his career, you know, like eighth, ninth grade and seeing him grow and then you get one, you get two, right. That kind of, led me to a point where I was like, okay, this is what I really, really love, right, right here. Like, how do I build on this? Not that, and then it wasn't that CrossFit couldn't provide that. It was just was like, okay, how do I make this really my thing, like really my jam here? Um, so that's kind of led to, to our meeting pretty much. We all go through different periods of development in our career where we, it's like these small transitions or major sure. transitions yep. uh, where we're looking to sharpen the Yes, sword. that's a great Great way to describe it, right? Yep. And I, that's how I visualize this for for both of us, actually. Yep. Um, uh, yeah, I completely agree. Same page. So, tell me about what's different. So, about being in, in this kind of environment where you are now, right? Compared to before, uh, I have to wear uh, real clothes now, which is terrible. Um, no, no. <laughs> you like well, wearing the skinny pants? Yeah, I like wearing gym clothes every day. That was amazing. No. Um, the biggest difference, I think, is the uh, the professionalism is one, but I think the um, how do I put it the the value, I guess that's that you can provide 
um, and the and the confidence that the kids have and the parents have that they're getting the best possible service um, in, a, in a facility like this with the talent that we have here, I think is is the biggest um, you know difference, so to speak. And then um, having the ability to kind of like have it be my own version of that, you know. So you know, everybody has their kind of certain style, right, as far as how they like to see um, things run. Uh, but, you know, I think I got to, had, had, had the chance to put my own kind of stamp on a sports performance offering in an environment that has, you know, for athletes, a wide range of, of services here that really can make them the best possible athlete or version of themselves. So that, that's the biggest difference. You've been around strength conditioning for some time now. And like you said, you had done it, uh, been around it in college. Yep. Um, how often, uh, this has popped into my head, how often will the head strength coach attempt to influence others' programs, right? You, you know what I mean? Like, how, like how often are, is their program, like, Im- actually influenced, uh, influencing others as opposed to, uh, yeah, go ahead, I'm letting you run this one all by yourself. Because, I mean, if you think about it, you've had the opportunity here. Like, you did, you made your own wheel. Like, mm-hmm. you did, this is your baby. Right. Right. I never sat there, and no one, and nor or do we have the credibility to do so to tell you, hey, you should do it this way. Right. Or do it that way. How, what, what, what was that like, and it, and your experiences in the past, too? Um, as far as um, working under someone else's structure versus my own, essentially, um. So I guess it's just different. It's just different as opposed to when you're working under someone else's kind of like structure, um, you just, you learn. There's certain rules you're kind of playing by, certain things that you, you learn and you like, and certain things like, ah, maybe I wouldn't do it that way. So it's just kind of like that. It's never necessarily like good versus bad. It's just different. Um, there's probably always going to be a way that an individual would, would slightly change something when they do it, you know, their way. Not to say that it's drastically different than what it was but it was just the way that I felt comfortable you know and comfortable for me allows me to be myself right and provide a fun experience to the athletes or whoever I'm working with at the time right I'm not overthinking about like some sort of perfect um you know structure or like sets and reps it's I'm trying to really make them I'm trying to meet them in the middle essentially every day so and that's what's unique, I think, is that you're you're attempting to meet them in the middle each time. Uh, that's special. Your your interaction with the athletes is super unique. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I watch you. You sit there sometimes with your arms folded or on your hips, mm-hmm. and you're just you're, he's like he stares, and he just like like dives into like their form. <laughs> it's almost like it, it's kind of cool to watch. Actually, first I thought it was creepy, but it's <laughs> it's like but he's in the like he's in the zone. Uh, so, so tell me about like the passion for technique and form. Uh, if there's one attribute of yours, I like admire is like your diligence in like form, uh, in cueing that and mm-hmm. it's not over the top. Right. Uh, sometimes they make the mistake and you tell them later, but you're on, you're on it. Right. So, wh- where does that come from? I, I just think that again, as a athlete myself, um, and and kind of dealing with a couple you know bumps and bruises along the way from 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 sport right whether it's from not being strong enough a certain area or not moving well enough at the time I think that I put too much weight or importance on the ability to move weight you know or the strength aspect of it and I realize the pitfalls of that so I think when you get um, you know especially a group of high school age kids they want to lift heavy weight and want to bench every day that kind of stuff um, and 
we have to kind of relate to them the importance of moving well and the and the, the longevity that it creates in their athletic career, right? So I think that that message for me was lost back in the day. So a lot of this stuff is me just kind of making up for my own mistakes. <laughs> like, Amen. <laughs> I could not agree with that it's more. Really like I wish I had this. Right. Yeah, this That's a lot awesome. of that is a lot of this is that. Um, but I don't think that's a bad thing, right? It's just like, man, I, no. I want to give them what I wish I had, whether it's the knowledge, whether it's the guidance here, whether it's like this movement, this day, right? So the the importance on movement and form comes from that. Um, and then the timing of the cueing and stuff, I mean, that's, that's that is, that can, you can, you can go on about that for a while, but the, the long story short of it is just, it just takes time. It just, it depends on the individual and it takes time to know like when and where to step in, right? A lot of times I like, I want to have them almost mess up at first, right? Like I don't want to be like too overbearing where they can't experiment, right? Especially as, as young kids, like they need to come, like they need to feel a movement. Like you can't like show them and say X, Y, Z, do this and your knee does this and they're like, oh, I got it. No, they're going to mess it up and that's okay. You know what I mean? As long as they don't have like hundred pounds on their back, that's okay, right? So you just got to know, you got to know what the movement is, you got to know the context and that's, for me, that's where my intensity comes at the time because I'm just like so in that moment to make sure that all right, he's on rep four right now. He's doing a goblet squat. He's done this a hundred times. He's not doing it well right now. I'm going to finish it out. And then I'll tell me afterwards where if it's like a kid that is second day in there and we're still working on like the, the essentials of that movement, I might stop mid set and be like, Hey, remember, make sure we don't do this. Let's do this. You know? So it really just depends on, on the athlete and, and the desired effect, I guess. You mentioned movement and building athletes. Uh, I would argue, I would say here that we, you, uh, help people move better, uh, especially young athletes in particular. Uh, you don't necessarily um, make uh, a baseball player the best baseball player ever. You right. make them better athletes. Right. And, and you, we've had so many hours probably of discussion about yeah. uh, just moving better. Like it's, mm-hmm. I, I could have a softball. You could have a softball player in here, a football player, and, you know, at different levels nonetheless, and right. like a track athlete. And it would not be a problem getting them to do this workout. Right. I think I think what it comes down to is 80% of the stuff that, that we do is beneficial for any athlete. doesn't matter who it is, right? And a lot of times, even the ones that are really good and think they need to be like super specialized and be doing some, some sort of, you know, mobility circuit that's tailored just to baseball, just for pitchers, just for, the, you know, most of the times even they probably need a good dose of just like the fundamentals, let's call them. Um so a lot of times I'm doing 80% of the stuff that's all the same. Maybe you get to a point where you have an athlete that has a specific consideration and that's where you will kind of change up one or two things maybe in the workout. But most of the times they're doing the same thing. And maybe most of the time, maybe you'll frame it, the context for them differently. Like, hey, this will help you on the field doing this. Or, hey, this will help your swing in golf. You know, so you could kind of like communicate with them so they get it and they connect with that movement a little bit more. But they're doing the same stuff. Everybody needs to know how to run, jump, you know, land. Like that's this is like a human being, you know. So the more the more I get into it, the more it is like, hey, let's just move well. And move well for me doesn't mean just like look good doing it. Let's be able to produce some power. Let's be able to absorb some force. You know, let's be athletic even if we don't need to compete in anything. You know, so I do that with my general clients too. Now I lower doses, obviously, but. I think the quality of movement and being able to control your body and have ownership of movement is so, so important, not just f- to be able to perform in the field, but just to like live your life the way you want to. Right. Sure. So uh, without a doubt, I, that's probably one of the, uh, one of the other cool things that you do here. Uh, when parents walk in, they'll ask, uh, or anybody for that matter, 
We'll ask, uh, well, uh, my, you know, Johnny's a baseball player, so, uh, you know, is that something you work with? Mm-hmm. And I can, like, just see Jordan's, like, a little smirk, and he's like, we work with everybody. Right. Everybody needs to move. Right, but it's, but, so, but it also depends on the parent, too, because, I mean, sometimes you have to speak their language. Like, of course, we'll make them better at baseball, you know? Like, of course, like, the stuff we do here, like, is, is tailored to the baseball athlete, and it is, right? But at the same time, if that kid can't touch his toes... He's doing the basic stuff for until he can, you know, so it's like you need to let the parent know like, hey, yes, absolutely. We're going to make him a better athlete, you know, whatever sport it is. But we are not going to cut corners when it comes to movement quality. So that's a, you know, touchy line sometimes when it comes to when um, certain, you know, certain situations. But that's you try to be as upfront and honest as you can without, you know, you know, we're not sticking without sticking to your without sticking to your guns, you know, without kind of going back on what you actually hold. True and important. So. Without a doubt, it, you didn't say, "Oh, we, you know, this is going to help every single person." Right. In this, yes, right. this is going to help Johnny be a better baseball player. Of course. It's also going to help Cynthia be a better volleyball player. It's going to make him a better person. You know, they're going to be confident. They're going to learn how to just, you know, hold themselves in high, you know, with, with some confidence without being a jerk, right? Like, so it's just, it's that side too that I think that parents, especially, have have come back and told me like uh, he he's just more confident now. Like, it's not even that he's a better player. It's just. He just holds himself differently. You know what I mean? Not in like a, a cocky way. He's just, you know, feels better about himself or herself. Like that's that's almost a more fulfilling thing for me than anything else. The groups have, were always somewhere between four and six. Yep. Uh, now it's like even less now, right. two to three. Mm-hmm. And it's never always the same three kids or four mm-hmm. kids. I think that's super cool mm-hmm. that I don't go work out with the same three to four kids every time. Right. It's different people. Right. I think that's just better people. Like you said, I mean, right? Of course. Yeah. I think, I think when people are exposed to different, obviously personalities and, and kids, they have to kind of be a version of themselves. They know is like maybe the right, right way air quotes. Like, you know, so it kind of makes them, and if there's like an older kid and he is kind of put in like a leader role, you know, which I let happen sometimes, I think it's cool to play with the dynamic of the group. Like, okay, there's a younger kid here who just started. There's an older kid who moves really well. And I know he'll probably step up and like help this kid out. And then, you know, 10 minutes later on a sled push, the older kids cheer another one. You know, so it, it kind of naturally happens that way if you create the positive environment so they can kind of like be themselves, you know, but also know that, hey, they're held to this kind of standard of behavior and movement, you know. I think I'll throw my own little pitch in here. I think be doing that in a PT clinic, a physical therapy clinic, also adds like a degree of professionalism. Sure. Hopefully. Sure. And oh, absolutely. Yeah. As opposed to like our oh, roughhousing in the gym. Right. Or uh, guys being guys yeah. in the gym, you know. Right. I think I think, you know, the the setting um definitely creates a certain standard of, of behavior, right, for sure. Um and movement, I guess you could say. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me about um last question for you. Resources that you have in this facility that entice young athletes and what that's like compared to maybe other places. Uh, that you've either worked at or been at um, or seen? Um, resources is a tricky word there. I mean, as far as the so resources can be many things, right? So as far as like equipment goes, like I don't think that the equipment sells a program, right? I don't think like, oh, we have a certain equipment. Like, let's look how cool this is. Right? You have to be a human at the end of the day and you have to connect with that person and they have to trust you, right? This is a this is a game of trust, essentially, right? They have to trust that they, you're going to guide them to where they want to go. So, um, as far as like resources that are different, I think it's really the the biggest difference is obviously the the PT side, right? There is this element of like, hey, if you have some sort of you know 
tightness in, in, in your scap or your, or your back, right? We can check that out and we can get you right back where they're working out or performing right away. You know, there's none of that like, oh, my back's been hurting me. I'm going to go see the, I'm going to see my trainer at school. I'm going to do this. I'll be back in two weeks. Like, no, none of that. Like the PTC you work out, I see you work out. We communicate directly immediately. You get seen that day or the next day. We know exactly how to tackle that particular problem. And then you're, you're still training throughout that. Like you're not, it's not like you, you know, you, you tweak your, your shoulder here and you can't do anything for two weeks. No, we're still working your legs, but we're doing stability stuff around the scap and then you're good. Right. So th- that is the resource as I would call it. That's the biggest draw. Um, for, for, for newer athletes, I think. And then the other bigger draw is just the history that you've, you've built so that you're kind of like, you know, your resume of sorts of the athletes that you already held. You know, I don't think like, again, any equipment's going to be the sell. I don't think you have this new brand new, you know, barbell and like athletes are flocking to your door. That doesn't work like that. You know, it's like, you have to, you have to meet them. You have to talk to them. They have to trust you. They look in you. I believe you or else they're out of here. You know what I mean? And parents are the same way. They see right through it. Right. So you can't be fake. You can't, you can't, you know, be a snake oil salesman. You have to be true to what you actually believe in and it, 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 they either like it or not. But if they don't, you know what I mean? You don't, you don't want that anyway, because then they're not going to, right. They're not going to stick with you. They're not going to get the results they want because they're always kind of like on the back. But as long as you're honest with who you are and in your approach and what you provide, you'll get the right people and you'll, you'll guide them to a great place. I, those are great points. I, the way it works in this clinic and you're a monstrous piece of this is that people walk in for PT, you know, in my experience is what I've seen. And they look over on the other side where you're at with the turf and the Mm -hmm. dumbbells and kettlebells and, (laughs) uh, and everything. And they're like, well, what's that over there? Right. Like, are we going to go on that side? I want to go over there. Right. But a lot of stuff is, is it's not even like, it's just new, new spins on like they've, they've seen a kettlebell move before, but like maybe not, carried this way with this other thing, you know, or maybe not combined with this other element, like with this jump or, or this med ball throw. So it's really that it's like the creativity behind what's going on with things they've already seen. Like, Oh, I've seen a medicine ball, but I didn't know you could do that with that. Oh, that looks like fun. You know, so that kind of, that kind of excitement you're trying to get like a new spin on things you've seen before, you know, that, and that's just all from the creativity aspect of it, you know, and basically again, and not being afraid, which again, we talked about, you know, kind of the shackles being, being off um, in, in this environment, not being afraid to, you know, experiment with, with some movements that you know will help athletes. Um, maybe it's not the standard, you know, straight bar deadlift, right? But once they do it once, like, oh, this is, I get this. And now for a while, for, for a while, I had them warming up barefoot, which is not that crazy. But, um, and at first they're like, oh man, why are we doing this barefoot? Da, 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 like, sh- whatever. And then they're like, can we take our shoes off? Can we take our shoes off? You know, so it's like, now they love it. So stuff like that, you know, you, you show it to them once. At first they're like, it's almost like a fear thing. Like, I don't want to do that. I'm not going to look cool. It's like, dude, no one cares about you look, first of all. Second of all, just trust me on this, right? And then they're doing it. Now they want to do it all the time. You know, that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, that's, that's a really fun part about all this for sure. The relationships you're building. Yeah. Uh, I, that's what I enjoy the most about being a physical therapist. Uh, and leading and other things, but really the relationships uh, we build with our clients and, and patients yep. uh, is is what's, what drives me most, and I see that in you as well. Uh, Jordan, thank you for your time, man. This is awesome. Uh, part two is coming. Uh, I'd like to dive into programming. Mm-hmm. I really want to pick your mind on programming, sure. and I, I think a, another big thing that I think our listeners would really like to listen to would be the understanding of how uh, and what and where kids deal with things. Yes. Right? Yeah. I think one of the biggest things I've learned for sure, um, 
you know, is is the the thing basically that I picked up on is is the kind of challenges of the youth athlete um, in a in a highly competitive area um, for youth athletics and, and kind of what they go through um, on a day to day basis, what they're what's expected of them, and it's it is a it's a crazy world out there for youth athletics, um, especially right now as things are either being canceled or being um, you know packed to the brim of activity it's like it's like an extreme either or it's either nothing or like hey you're you're playing eight games today so, you know so absolutely i would love to get into that hell yeah all right uh please share with our audience uh your contact information what's the best way for our audience to get in touch with you um so my instagram is uh jq dot training um that's my handle for all the social media stuff but mostly on instagram and then my email is uh jordan dot uh, at ivyrehab.com. Um, and yeah, those are my two main ways. Heck yeah. Awesome. All right, Jordan, part two, coming All right. next. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to the On Cue Performance Therapy Podcast. If you like this episode, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It would mean so much to me if you could leave us a five-star review so more listeners like you could get this important information. See you next time. <laughs>